Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the link in the description. Ghost Maps. Entry 95. Lorong Stangi, Singapore. Mavis is close to 70 years old, but you honestly wouldn't be able to tell. We're at a coffee place along Katong, and she's standing up and gesturing animatedly left and right. The best part is, we haven't even started on her story yet. She's just telling me about how much things have changed in this neighbourhood. Last time, huh? the beach so close by, you know. She says, her eyes wide with gleeful nostalgia. We used to go swimming every day. We're meeting here because Mavis's childhood home is down the road at Lorong Stangi, and she stayed in this area all her life. I figured it'll help her recall her story better. But clearly, she doesn't need any help. Our drinks arrive, and she finally takes a seat to enjoy her piping hot tea. You want to know about the hantu my ama saw? She says. Finally, coming to the reason we are here this evening. I nod and quickly fish my recorder out, switch it on, and ask her to start from the beginning. It was 1961. Mavis was five years old, and the way she tells it, it was the most carefree childhood anyone could have asked for. She came from a big family, all of whom either stayed together or at the very least a stone's throw from each other. Most of her days were spent running around the neighbourhood and playing with her cousins. Her mother aunts and grandmother, however, would busy themselves with chores around the home. Some of them even worked office jobs. Once in a while, though, Mavis noticed that her grandmother and the two older aunts, Maggie and Susan, would head to the then nearby beach. After Len reclaimed, Maswok don't know how long to go to the beach now. She says, throwing up her hands in exaggerated annoyance. Her grandmother and aunts usually cut through a line of very tall trees and went down a small path that took them right to the shore. There, according to Aunt Maggie, they would burn joysticks and place offerings at a particularly tall and thick tree. Maybe... Because of its age, 
or because of its stature, the tree was said to bring good luck. Everyone in the neighborhood would ask for lucky numbers for Chapchiki, an illegal lottery that was common in Singapore back then. Mavis's grandmother and aunts, Maggie and Susan, even made a big show of it, dressing up in their nicest sarongs. Most of the time, they would go to the beach after dinner and be back by around 11 at the latest. One particular evening, however, they returned later than usual. Mavis didn't know why, but they looked harried and terrified. Only when she was older did she learn what happened. Her grandmother and aunts set out at the usual time on that day. Once they reached the shore, they walked for a few minutes to get to the tree. At the foot of the tree, they knelt down in the sand and grass. There, they reverently placed offerings of oranges, sweets and confectionaries on the ground. Mavis's grandmother tried to light up a joystick, but strangely enough, the flame wouldn't take. It took her a few tries before she was successful, and even then, the flame would fizzle out after a while. This continued to happen with most of the other joysticks too. That wasn't all though. Stray dogs around the area were howling wildly, almost as if they were trying to warn Mavis's family of something. By the time everything settled down, it was already close to 11pm. Their only illumination came from a flashlight that they always brought with them, and the lights of any car driving down a small nearby road. It was the headlights of one of these cars that alerted Mavis's family to a presence. Behind the tree was what looked like a very young boy. According to her grandmother and aunts, the boy couldn't have been older than five. He was just standing about two meters away, watching them. They thought it was strange that such a young child was wandering around the beach, unsupervised at that hour. Aunt Susan tried to call out to him, but he didn't respond. As the car drove off, her grandmother and aunts decided to leave the child alone. Actually, uh, all of them also are a bit scared to go near him, Mavis tells me with a chuckle. Everything seemed to finally get back on track for a while. With only the flashlight to break up the late night's gloom, they started to pray. They mostly forgot about the child until another car passed by.
its lights illuminated the same area. And now a slightly older boy of maybe 15 or so stood there instead. Like the child before him, he just watched Mavis's family intently. But there was something familiar about him. Almost like it was the same boy as before. Maggie and Susan figured that that was impossible, of course. They assumed that it was probably the first child's older sibling. But Mavis's grandmother knew that something wasn't right. She calmly instructed her daughters to pack everything up. As the car drove away, Mavis's aunts asked their mother what was wrong. She wouldn't explain, just insisted sternly that they leave. Unsatisfied with being brushed off, Susan pointed their flashlight's beam towards the boy. But now, a fully grown man stood there instead, watching them. There was no doubt in Maggie and Susan's mind anymore. They knew that this was the same person or something that looked like a person. While scrambling to pack up, Aunt Susan dropped the flashlight. As she picked it back up though, the beam shined onto the same spot once more, purely by chance. She was shocked, though mildly relieved, to see that there wasn't a man or child there anymore. Just two tall sticks standing in the sand. The sticks look worn, like they had weathered particularly harsh conditions. Aunt Susan stood confused at a moment, only to have her uncertainty shattered by Aunt Maggie and Mavis's grandmother's screams. Both of them were looking up towards where Aunt Susan assumed the tops of the sticks were. Before she could shine a light upwards, her sister and mother grabbed her arm and pulled her away. All three women dashed across the beach. Aunt Susan risked looking back once. Above the tree line, she saw it, illuminated only by the moonlight. The most hideous face she had ever seen, covered in warts and pus and scars, an impossibly tall creature walking towards them. After they had cut across the trees that took them back home, Mavis's aunts and grandmother looked back once more. The creature had stopped 
following them. They rushed to their house, where the rest of the family worriedly fussed over them. They never go back to the tree after that, Mavis tells me, then adds with a laugh. Chap cheeky o so never kana. I thank her for her time, just as her daughter comes to pick her up. Then, out of curiosity, I take a walk around the area to see if I can find any towering creatures lumbering around. It's little amazing that I've done nearly a hundred entries and have rarely had any encounters of my own. Thankfully, though, this night ends fairly uneventfully, too. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Huntu production. Created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray. With art direction by Jolene Lim. And recorded on Audio-Technica mics. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.